The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. The first topic wanted to get into this afternoon, it, it stems from a conversation, some, some text conversations that I've had with members of Chedville, with, with you great listeners who have, have talked that no matter what, no matter the pandemic, that uh, you're still planning on heading south within the next week or two. And it was interesting as well because I was talking with my, my father, uh, last night and my dad and my stepmom for years have been going down to Florida for a couple of months in like February, March around there. And they said, there's just no way that they are going this year. So it's very different depending on your perspectives or how you feel about what is going on. We know um, that the state of the tourism industry is, is pretty Dire right now, and we certainly know that the state of the Canadian airline industry is uh, well. It's it's in pretty tough, uh, obviously, uh, over the past number of months. Today, Unifor President Jerry Diaz using his strongest language to date in describing the state of the airline industry, calling it dire, dire straits. He says that Air Canada is blowing through about 15 million dollars a day in cash because of what is going on and, 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 and he calls that you know understandably completely unsustainable Unifor and the leaders of the two pilots unions want the federal government to offer airlines loans totaling seven billion dollars to get through the pandemic we know that some airlines are now ordering rapid testing kits. And we know Edmonton International is trying them out as well in an effort to try to get people back traveling in an effort to make it as safe as possible. And as I mentioned, and, and despite the pandemic, some snowbirds are still planning on heading south this year, saying they'd rather be isolated in the warmth than in the cold. There is so much to talk about this afternoon with Claire Newell, the president and CEO of Travel Best Bets. Claire, welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. All right, you know, Claire, there's so much to cover today. <laughs> yeah, there there really is. And one of the things that uh, I want to make clear is, you know, we still have the a travel advisory up, which is to avoid non-essential travel outside of Canada. And we have our mandatory 14-day quarantine that we have to do upon returning to this country. And I really don't think it's appropriate for anybody to be encouraging anyone or mm-hmm. discouraging anyone from travel. I think my job is to actually let people know the information, what individuals are allowed to do and let them make up their, their own choice. But regarding snowbirds, you are so right. There are two very passionate factions on either side of the stay or to go debate. I've heard both sides, um, but I can tell you that there's the vast majority of people are in a bit of a wait and see approach. Some waiting for the election, some waiting to see if infection rates go down. Um, yeah. but there's a lot of wait and see. A lot of wait and see. One of the things that I found uh, interesting, and I didn't know this because um, I think one of the last time we, we talked, well, the last time we did talk was was months ago, I think at the beginning of all of this. But back in March, um, some coverage and insurance coverage um, with, you know, with COVID falling under it was cancelled. I see now that a number of plans are offering COVID-19 coverage. There are some airlines doing so as well. In fact, offering uh, some free insurance. What can you tell us about that 
Well, you're right. There was no insurance that was available that had COVID-19 coverage uh, until the end of July when Medipac came out and they actually um, were responding to the vast majority of their clients, which were snowbirds who were putting pressure on saying, listen, we are happy to go down in to go mm-hmm. to our own homes. We are going to st- self-isolate when we're down there. We're, you know, maybe going to go to the grocery store. We're going to use the same precautions. They're going to go for walks, but they're not going to be in the freezing cold up here. And they're certainly not going to be going to restaurants and have community get-togethers. Those are kind of off the table. So Medipac came to the table at the end of July, um, and then many others followed. And then we saw all of the Canadian airlines and Canadian tour operators. So WestJet went with a company called Tugo. Air Canada went with Manulife. And then Air Canada Vacations with Allianz. Um, uh, Sunwing has their own partner. So they all basically have got um, insurance partners. You do really need to read the fine print. Most <laughs> of the fine print on the airlines will only cover you up to 21 days. So it doesn't really help snowbirds. But you are, as of today, able to buy policies that are, are separate, that are just for COVID-19. Keep in mind, they're, they cover you for any health-related expense should you get COVID-19 while you're away. So if you need to go into hospital or seek any medical treatments or you need to quarantine or even if you you know need to get home because it's, it's safer for you to be back here um, once you have recovered and are able to go on a commercial flight. But it doesn't cover you for the other. You still have to purchase other travel insurance. Like if you, mm-hmm. you step on, a, on coral and need uh, stitches or you slip and break an arm or a leg. Um, but that COVID-19 coverage was not possible and as of today um, one of the big companies which is Manulife you can actually you can buy it so that was a big hurdle for people the other big hurdle was the fact that um, you have to quarantine upon return and for a lot of snowbirds uh, they don't seem to mind that especially if they're going down for a couple or a few months at a time Mm -hmm. Um, they Mm -hmm. they don't mind that quarantine on the return the big thing is that for those who like to go down to the U.S., but they usually take an RV with them, like they have to drive across, those borders yeah. are closed. And that's for the foreseeable right. future. So unfortunately, that's not going to be an option. But the airlines are flying. Yeah, and you know what, that was one of the things when I was talking with my dad, he said, well, the thing is, we drive down, and he says, I'm not going to go down to Florida for a couple of months without my vehicle. I'm just not. I'm not no. going to rent a vehicle down there for a few months, because that, that adds up as well. They've been driving down for years and years. Yeah, and we've actually had some just go to the you know real extreme, and they are actually putting them in containers and trucking them down and flying down and meeting up with their vehicle. We've, we've heard all sorts of stories of people. They Some really, really just want to get to their um, sun destinations. And, you know, this we're, we're kind of rolling into that busy time for snowbirds, which is November 1st through until um, probably the end of March is kind of peak season for it. But, you know, if you're a snowbird, this is the time that you start to plan. And a lot of people just are not able to make any decisions. They just don't know enough. The, the one thing I can say is there's really no point in poking your head into danger when you mm. know it's there. So you need to look um, and, and do a little bit more homework than you normally would. You know, like your parents just head on down normally. Now yeah. they're looking into the government advisories, the public health measures at their intended destination, the quarantine requirements mm-hmm. upon arrival and return. Does that, are they probably looking into the in travel insurance and reading that fine print? All of that so important moving forward, like never before. 
So Claire, we know that uh, the the industry, you know, the airline industry is in is in is in tough right now. You know, the travel it, itself is in tough right now. We're seeing yeah. a number of 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 and, and the numbers are staggering when you look at you know how, how you know the the number of people traveling, the the, the number of flights, you name it. it they're they're down like ninety percent, ninety five percent in some cases. We're yeah. seeing that uh, some more and more people or more and more airports and airlines are turning to rapid testing in the hopes yes. that this is going to turn things around. Edmonton Airport is is trying one out. I think Vancouver International is as well. What are you hearing about that? And and what do you what do you know? What what's the what's the buzz on that? Well, you know, um, just yesterday it there was um, a new test, Health Canada approved, called the Abbott ID Now test. Yep. And they just approved it, and Air Canada was quick on the draw. They are actually have just in the process of finalizing an order for that um, newly approved COVID-19 rapid test kit for their employees. It's going to be voluntary, and they've ordered 25,000 of them for employees. And, of course, that's, I think, a good start. Uh, it, for me, it's a glimmer of hope. Um, obviously, they want to keep their employees safe, but by keeping their employees safe, by knowing if they've got COVID-19 when they're going mm-hmm. to work, you know, the test results come back in 15 minutes and they don't have to be administered uh in and go to a lab they can be administered by trained professionals at places like pharmacies and if you you are you're right in the heart of the news and you know what's going on you can you you're hearing about the backlogs they're really really long and rapid tests are they really are going to be the only way to move forward you know we're going to have to live alongside this virus in until there is a Uh, a vaccine and that vaccine has to be widely available and that's going to be some time so this rapid testing i think it's going to enable governments to relax the current blanket restriction so here in canada we have a blanket level three which means to avoid all non-essential travel outside of canada and then of course those quarantine measures upon return it's regardless of where you come from it's 14 days so if there is a way to have this rapid 15-minute test or the one that's being tested in Edmonton even better it's supposed to be coming back within under a minute uh, yeah. as the handheld unit taking that saliva sample I was so thrilled to hear about what um, YEG is doing but it's going to take that to let the government start to get, you know lessen the restrictions whether they completely end the requirement to do that mandatory 14 days or maybe they lower it so you come back and you have to quarantine for say 48 hours have this test and if it's negative you're kind of set free i, I would do yeah. that in a heartbeat especially if i if i could um pay for it i think it's going to come down to um the the, the travelers ending up having to pay for it but i think from what i've heard anyone would be willing to do that to be able to say go on a one-week vacation and not have to take three weeks off because they have to quarantine for 14 days yeah. on the return Claire, you know, when we hear these comments, you know, this morning from the the president of Unifor talking about how much money Air Canada is going through right now, like $15 million a day. Of course, he says it's completely unsustainable. And, you know, that that's obvious. Um, you have to wonder, you know, when something is, is going to give. And, and, and when we get back to traveling, maybe when there is a vaccine, when people are more comfortable to do so again, what is that going to look like? And, and, I, and I, I do worry about some of these, you know, these these big airlines and and what the future holds are are we going to have the choice are we going to have 
you know a, a handful of airlines in North America to 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 choose to choose from depending on what we're where we're going what we're doing you know is is that crossing your mind at all yes I yeah. lose sleep o- over this. Um, the yeah. longer this goes on, we're now seven months into this. Um, co- combined, just Air Canada and WestJet, there's been over 30,000 people that have lost their jobs so far. Um, Canada is one of the only of the G15 countries that haven't come to the aid of their airlines. And I do worry about that. It, 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 I do understand um, Unifor's requests for air bridges so that if there's places that... Um, that are, have same similar or, or lesser infection rates that we maybe look at opening that like travel between them um, and and their real desperate request for the use of these rapid tests to f- facilitate the eventual safe return of travel um, my worry is that the longer this goes on and no lack of um, aid package from our government that there won't be Canadian carriers and if you think about that it is going to cost us all a whole lot more to fly because it's the airlines that will make it through that won't be Canadian that will then take on this country. Um, And the infrastructure that we have, we are a huge country with Mm -hmm. a low population. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense for some of these big airlines to come into. We have carriers here that do it. They do all of the little routes. You know, if you want to connect to Edmonton, but you live somewhere else, um, and you need to take a little flight from a regional airport, those um, connections exist. So the longer this goes on and travel doesn't open and restrictions aren't lifted, um, it it is dire. And I hate to think of what would happen without our Canadian carriers. Claire, before I let you go, um, the the airline industry was mentioned generally in the throne speech last week. Mm. Um, The governor general said that they're going to work with partners to support regional routes for airlines, saying that it's essential for Canadians to have access to reliable and affordable regional air services. Uh, Going on to say it's an issue of equity, jobs, economic development, and the government will work to support this. I mean, you know, we we were just talking about that, you know, the, the smaller, you know, the the uh, you know the little puddle jumpers is what my dad calls them right you know yeah. we're going from from a small community maybe into a to a, a bigger center like Edmonton but we have seen over the years I mean you know regional routes scrapped upon scrapped I mean to try to get to Sault Ste. Marie from Edmonton I have to fly all the way to Toronto and then all the way back when I used to be able to fly you know directly from here that has changed when when you heard that and you heard about a, a better commitment to regional routes um, what did you think because I, I I'm thinking that that it's a good thing but I'm wondering if it's all talk (laughs) yeah I know I worry about that because when um, Air Canada back in June decided that they were going to suspend indefinitely those 30 domestic regional routes and close eight little regional airports across the country it um, it really did frighten me the fact that it was mentioned that in the throne speech that they were going to help and um, actually the economic development minister Melanie Jolie actually said that they were going there you know there were uh, there's talk about federal departments or agencies to subsidize the airlines to launch those routes again um, that's promising but when you're not coming to the aid of the airlines in an overarching capacity Boy. what good is that going to be anyway 
Yeah, a lot of people saying, though, where the, where's the money coming from? I mean, there's just uh, there's a lot of money going out the door right now, and a lot of people are concerned about that. Claire, I always appreciate your insight. I always appreciate you making time for us. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, you betcha. Claire Newell, the president and CEO of Travel Best Bets. It's 222. We'll take a quick pause here on the other side. Your thoughts on uh, the tourism industry, the airline industry, and hey, are you a snowbird? Are you one of those folks that are planning on on heading south no matter what? Or maybe you've said, no, we're just going to pump the brakes and just wait for a while.